The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes, they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join angel communicator, Reiki master, and QHHT hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens-Hoffman, for stories from real people who have experienced real-life angel encounters. Welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters. Today we've got Mary calling in from just outside of Buffalo, New York, with some really interesting stories about aliens, angels. Which are they? We don't know. Hi, Mary. How are you doing, Christy? It's nice to be with you today. Thank you. I am so excited that you got in touch. I'm so happy. So you, well, originally you wrote in with a story about a weird dream. Yes. Let's start there. Let's start with the dream because we were just talking about some other really interesting things that I want to hit on too, but let's start with that dream. Absolutely. And I am one of those people that I do have very tactile, vivid dreams sometimes. Mm -hmm. And they joke with me and my family that, oh, it's one of mom's dreams. Like there's a beginning, middle and end of it. It's very real, like more real than real. And you remember it. It's not like a regular dream. So I call them visitation dreams. Um, And they could be about anything. But this particular one has... Uh, stuck with me and I retell it as often as I can because I felt that my guides really were trying to show me something important that I want to share with other people and I call it my gratitude dream yeah but in the dream I was out in the courtyard of this very big estate like this building was very very white I was standing in front of it and it kind of like was on three sides of me. And then this courtyard that I was standing in had very lush greenery, very beautiful flowers. And when you looked at this building, I, you could see like there were balconies above. It was very, very big, but everything was very white on this building. And even though I did not turn around behind me, I knew there was a very steep cliff with a beach below, but if you stood there, you could look out and see the sea, the ocean, whatever, this beautiful body of water. So this place was beautiful, just someplace that 
I've never been obviously in the waking world, but this is a place that I was. And laying all around in this courtyard were people that had injuries. I call them the patients. They were all laying there. And I noticed that all of them had fractures of some sort. But as I went around and was caring for them, I realized they had more than just fractures. And some of them had like dementia, mental illness, um, substance abuse. Like they had other issues, but they all had fractures. That's what they had in common. And they were old, young, male, female. They were all walks of life. And as I'm providing this care for them, there is somebody with me. There's people with me, but I never see them. But they're there because I'm explaining what I'm doing as I'm bent over and taking care of them. And then I hear this voice say, don't you want to see inside? And I don't know who that male was, but somehow I knew in the dream that this person was like important. He was in charge or something. So this person stood next to me, but I never could see him. It's like he was there right next to me, but I can't tell you what he looked like. I just know that it was a male voice. There was a man who was the patient and he was laying on the ground and in front of us and he had a fracture of his leg and it's a distal femur fracture because it was actually fractured just above the knee that's a, a distal i am i worked okay. as a nurse yes <laughs> but that's where it was now when i looked at him and mind you this man was laying there awake there was absolutely no blood apparently no pain he just laid there and I could see the side of his thigh, like if you were looking in one of those anatomy books where they break down like the skin and the fat layer, and then, you know, you, you, you can kind of see all the way in, all the way to the bone. Right. You know what, when you take the yeah. cross section and they show you, okay. yeah, like in an anatomy book, that's mm -hmm. what it looked like to me. Interesting. And this man sort of reached up, and to me, it looked like he just pulled this instrument like out of the air I don't even know where it came from and he went inside where the bones were fractured and he took this thing and he squeezed it and it brought them together and he's holding this in place now he says to me at that point here hold this so I took this instrument and I'm holding it while it's inside this man and he said to me this doesn't bother you at all, does it? And I really thought about it. I'm like, I don't want to just say I'm being brave because he asked me to do this, but how do I really feel about this? Like I really thought about it. And I, I told him, no, this doesn't bother me at all. It's, it's very interesting seeing from the inside out like this. So at some point we stood up after that and I looked up and this is, the funny part of the dream, I think, but there was this basket with a balloon tied to it. And it was sort of floating by almost like, like where I could reach up and grab it. And I said, what is this? And I grabbed this basket. And I remember kind of pulling it down, but it actually, like I had to really pull it down. Mm. And I looked inside this basket and there were like gifts in there, like little wrapped gifts, little thank you cards, 
some cookies, like all of these like little presents in there. And I said, what is this? And this woman somewhere in the crowd of people that were there said, that's a gratitude basket. We send those out (laughs) and you'd be surprised what you get back. And I said, well, how do you get your basket back? And she says, it's your basket. It will come back to you. So at some point I said, I want to do this. I want to send one of these out. So as I'm getting ready to like let my basket in the balloon fly away where it's supposed to go, someone yelled, send it over here. So I actually kind of pushed the basket toward where the voice was coming in this group of people, Mm -hmm. but it kind of floated up and over my head and went behind me. And it like went the opposite way that I sent it. And I said, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I think I did it wrong. And that Mm -hmm. same woman said to me, it goes where it's supposed to go. And it will always come back to you. It is yours. And then at that point I woke up and it was morning and I immediately journaled because there was just so much from this dream that has always stuck with me. And I'm like, what does this mean? There's so many layers here of what I was shown and what was happening. But really, I feel that what they were showing me is, as humans, um, we go through life with small fractures. Those pains and those things that happen to us, we carry that through life. And all of that pain, even if it's a tiny fracture, it starts to affect us. And when you show gratitude, when you express gratitude, when you feel gratitude, you start to heal. And not only does the giver heal the person that they're trying, being kind to, being grateful to, but you as the one giving the gratitude also. It's almost like it, it helps you to elevate and vibrate at a higher level. It brings you up. And there is, there's healing done on both sides. Mm-hmm. And a gratitude, it doesn't have to be a grand thing. Those, those gifts in that basket, mm-hmm. I realized what you get when you give gratitude. It's joy, love, and abundance. Those are the gifts in that basket that come back to you. And it can be as simple as smiling at a stranger, recognizing that other human and smiling, opening a door, randomly helping somebody. You might never see that person again, but you smiled and were kind. And in that moment, they took that in and they responded. That little bit makes such a difference. Wow. Wow. And that's what they taught me. That is amazing. Now, when you say that's what they taught me, who are the they that you're referring to? You know, I, I've been wondering that because I've been in this place in, in this particular dream. I've been in the building there and I never really get to see who I'm with. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things from my childhood that I've wondered about. Um, 
And I don't know, you know, recently it has come to my attention that, you know, we may say something is an alien or a being when we can very easily just say an angel. I mean, whoever was with me is from love and light. That I can tell you. That is what they radiate and fill me with when I'm in their presence. So to me, it no longer matters if somebody else would label this alien. I call them angels because they're for my own good. They're for humanity. They have love in their heart and they come from pure light. I, you know, I don't see wings on them. But I don't think you, if you're an angel, you always show your wings either. <laughs> I just, so that I believe my guides or whoever is with me teaching me mm-hmm. that are on the unseen, right? Mm-hmm. Those, those beings that are around us, they are my angels. Right. And I think this is a very valid question. Well, in fact, I get this question kind of often. In fact, just the other day, is it an angel? Is it an alien? What's the difference? I don't, I mean, they're both high vibrational beings. They're not always physical. Even aliens are more often than not non-physical. They come from someplace else. They come from pure positive light, like you said. Right. you know, my glib answer is, does it matter if it's helpful? Right. If it's uplifting, if it answers your question, does it matter? But that's kind of the flippant, you know, response. However, I think that, you know, sometimes we overcomplicate it. Well, we always feel the need to put a label on everything, right. don't we? And all I know is that they're high vibrational beings mm-hmm. that I... There is absolutely no malice. Um, They are here, not just for me, Mm -hmm. but the information that they gave me and do have given me is not just to benefit me. Right. It's almost like, you know, Mary, you can be the vessel and then tell other people, share this, you know, and if even one or two people hear what you say, and listen to your truth and somehow it resonates with them Yeah, and they carry on their day or their life and spread that positivity or that love, or, you know, in this case, it was gratitude. Yeah. Then isn't that a beautiful thing? It is. Because as a collective, our vibration will elevate, you know? Right. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, the word angel just means messenger of God. It doesn't mean any type of being that's that messenger. Exactly. And it's funny because probably in the year 20, 2019, I started trying to connect, um, with my guides. You know, I, you know, you always feel that there's something or something that you can't see on the other side of the veil, you know, and I was actively trying to figure out how can I connect? How can I connect? And it was in 2020 in, um, I believe in the summer of 2020 that I had this dream. And what I realized after, you know, doing meditations and trying to connect with these guides and 
um, what it does when you're when you practice gratitude and have that in your heart, you start to elevate and vibrate at a higher level. Yeah. And really, isn't that necessary if you want to connect? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you want to have a clear message, if you if you want to understand the messages that they're always trying to give you. Mm-hmm. Right, because we are in three dimensions, fourth with the dimension of time. They're at a much higher dimension. We have to raise our vibrational rate. They have to lower theirs somewhat in order to meet in the middle. And gratitude is one of the surest ways to get there. Yeah. Now, um, you know, along with aliens, before we started recording, you were telling me a very interesting story about your conception. Yes. And it's probably the craziest thing that I have ever spoken out loud, but it's part of my truth. It is part of why I have, you know, for 58 years now been seeking answers. Um, And there have been periods in my life where I've set it aside. You know, I worked, I had four children, I didn't concentrate on it, but then it came up again. But I did start to tell you When I was about eight years old, my mother and I were sitting at the picnic table in our backyard, and there was always a story of when um, she found out she was pregnant with me, they were going to go on a vacation, and they had saved their money to do this, and she wasn't feeling well, so she went to the doctor, and lo and behold, she found out she was pregnant, and that was me. So instead of going to Las Vegas to visit an uncle, they used the money, and they built a garage. So I, the, the joke was, you know, I'm the reason that dad got his garage because they built it that summer. Right. So this particular day, we were sitting at the picnic table and that's usually where the story ended, was right there. But then my mother went on to explain to me that she believes that she is visited by beings, aliens, whatever she called them, Um, And that she knows when they're around, it's usually when she's alone. Um, And she said there was one night her and dad were in bed and that they had, quote, just made love. You know, now you have to understand I'm eight. So she didn't go into a lot of details or she couldn't remember all the details. I don't know if she was saving me from information, but she did not seem alarmed or fearful when she retold the story. Mm-hmm. So that is important. And she said, dad had fallen asleep and she was laying there not sleeping yet. When she became aware that there were two beings at the foot of her bed and she could see them there. And she wanted to like wake my father up because it was very startling. And she realized she could not move. And as they stood there, she started feeling a warmth And she pointed to an area that is now I know is the womb, like the lower abdomen. Um, She said, I felt the warmth in here. And pretty soon they were gone and I could move again. And she didn't really want to think about it or put too much credence into that moment. And it wasn't until weeks later, she said, I found out I was pregnant with you. And then I knew that was the night you were conceived. Like she knew that that was it. And that's all she elaborated on. 
And now being a very young girl, I did not even have a question. I don't, I don't even know what look I gave my mom, (laughs) but I can imagine I might've had my mouth open maybe. And I was very quiet, which is not me. Um, (laughs) But through the rest of my teenage years, we never spoke of that again. And honestly, my mother um, got sick and died of cancer when I was 28. And I lost my mom when I was rather young, I think. Um, But at the time I, you know, I had two children. I was a single parent at that time. We never spoke of that moment again through my entire life. I lost her at 28 Mm. and it was after she passed away. One evening I told my now husband that conception story that I had said to anybody. And thank God that he was receptive to it because he didn't run away. Um, But isn't it funny that we never spoke of it while she was alive. I didn't dwell on it all those years. It was not until she was gone that it came back to me. And it came back to me. And then I started remembering other moments in my childhood. And one in particular, I was a little older, probably 10 maybe, because um, it was a Sunday afternoon and I was allowed to be alone for a couple hours. My parents went like a few doors down Um, and it was a Sunday afternoon in the summer. And actually I was bored. I was so bored. Like there was nobody around to play with. So I'm home alone and you think that would be so much fun. And it really wasn't. So I remember one upstairs in my room and I remember the sun coming through the window as I'm sitting on my bed and I lifted up my hand and the sun hit it and it really like lit it up. And I remember looking at my hand and thinking, boy, you can really see the detail of the lines Like I didn't realize how intricate this hand is. So somewhere in my head, and I don't know where this question came from. I started asking myself, what is life? What are humans? And I started saying that in my head over and over as I was staring at my hand. And all of a sudden I felt like I was just like lifting up as I was saying this. And pretty soon I can see only like it's dark with like sparkly lights everywhere. And here I am that the answer started to come, but it wasn't like I heard a voice, but it was like the information was there. Like I could, I, I knew what they were telling me. I could see almost below, like if you were looking at a movie of a city street and below you see the cars going and people walking but it's almost like in fast motion but you're up real high like I could see that Mm -hmm. and the best I could understand was and this sounds very strange to say but life is 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 nothing (laughs) and 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 that's just how it seemed to what they were saying but it's not what is real what we concern ourselves with is not what is important. All of this, like, 
the car is going and you're rushing and you're worrying about this and that and everything that we give credence to somehow is not what is real and this is just a moment. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It was a very, very big answer. And it scared me. And I kind of, I think I felt like I shook my head and I opened my eyes and I'm sitting on the bed and I was like sort of stunned. I didn't know like what happened. I don't, it almost felt like, like some superpower that you don't even know how to use. Like what, what did I just do? And it kind of frightened me to be honest with you. And I remember I did try to tell one adult, I had a neighbor who was like 30 years old, like they were younger than my parents, but I used to talk to her a lot. And I started to tell her about, you know, when you look at your hand and you ask, what is life? <laughs> and you start to flow. And I looked over at her and she was being very like stone faced, but I could see her eyes kind of get a little big. And I'm like, oh, not everybody does this. And so I kind of like oh let it go. And I never mentioned it again because, and I, and I sort of like put that away. I put that whole experience sort of like in a box under the bed. Yeah. Like, cause I don't, you don't want to be different. You know, the older you get, as you get into your teenagers, you just want to be like everybody else. You do. You want to fit in. But I don't, and to this day, I've never been able to replicate that. I have, right. I have not been able to do that. But that, those two moments from my childhood have carried through my adult life. I have questions. So you obviously have a very close connection with some beings who may be capable of telepathy who have certainly been watching out for you and who are present at your conception. Um, did your mom ever talk about what type of beings these were, how they might have looked? Well, she never, she never actually described them to me. Okay, interesting. But in one of the regression therapies that I did, my question was, I wanted my guides to explain to me what my mother saw that night and what happened so that I could understand, Good. you know, and I thought, okay, my guides. And when I thought my guides, I thought it, just my guides. I didn't think that, okay, I'm going to contact beings, right. but I wanted to understand what she saw what she felt and what is my connection? Like if anything to this like moment in her life, because right. she felt it was important enough to tell me in that moment, like she felt it must've been important enough 
that I, there was something that I had to know. Mm-hmm. So what was that? So I went under hypnosis and I actually remember I went back and it was like if I was seeing from my mother's point of view, I was like at the foot of the bed, I could see like the outline, like I couldn't see clear, but I could see like there were two beings. And to me, they kind of looked in the shape of like maybe what you would think an alien would look like. But all I saw was like two rather thin with a head there. But to my surprise, the beings themselves started to talk to me while I was under hypnosis. I didn't expect that. I don't know if my facilitator that was doing that hypnosis, if she expected that. Mm -hmm. But they started to give me information. And immediately when I was seeing them, they brought my attention kind of to the left. And I saw this electric blue light And they explained to me that they are of the light, that they, this, this form that they take is not who they, it's not what they are. They are of the light. Um, And that's why I've referred to them as light beings from that time, because they are of the light is what they said. And And a lot of this was when they were explaining to me that, you know, about humanity, they have no malice. I was at one point crying, but I wasn't from fear. It was because it was just like so big. It was just so much like coming at me. At one point she did ask them, can you put a barrier between you? Can you step back? Because it was really, I was having a hard time speaking. It's like they, they vibrate so differently that I could feel it like inside of me, like being so close. I can't explain it because I don't have a lot of reference to even tell you, but it felt like inside I could feel it vibrating. I could feel it. Um, but they are light beings. Um, they talked about consciousness and once I can bring my consciousness outside of my body, I can explore or something about that. Um, I'd have to go look at my notes because I don't have a recollection of memory from this, but I took notes from the recording because this whole thing I don't remember. I have no idea um, the questions that she was asking and what the replies were, but it was, it was a lot about that, but I know that they were not, they were not around for anything bad. They're here for humanity somehow. Right. And, and recently I, I, I said, I don't see the difference between this light being and an angel. I, I really believe that it's one and the same or that they are very much close where they're from, (laughs) wherever that is. Like, you know what I mean? They're closer to each other than they certainly are where we are here. Right. And did you ask them if they were aliens? Um, 
they said they were light of the light. Right. That was their answer mm-hmm. when she asked that. Mm-hmm. And, and you that's said- why when I started referring to them as light beings. Sure. Yeah. So. And you've had other encounters with these beings in other hypnosis sessions. Right? Yes. Yes. Recently, just recently, probably a month ago, I had a hypnosis session and the purpose of that one was trying to reconnect to like the child me and those things that happened to me, you know, when I floated up and that and the adult me and like, why can't I remember everything like trying to, why was there such a gap between that and then remembering it and like maybe pieces that I'm forgetting what is blocking me from that Mm -hmm. so that was the reason that I went under hypnosis was to kind of go back to that child and find out what the deal was right and I through the hypnosis you know she like I was on an elevator and we went down you know and the elevator doors opened and immediately when the elevator door opened to the left of the door on the outside of the elevator, there was this bright being there is all I can say. Like it was a female, but there was so much light coming out of her and around her. And I remember her saying, look around to see if there's anybody there with you, whatever. And I remember thinking I didn't, she's waiting for me. Like, so I remember stepping off the elevator and trying to see her, but I can't tell you her features other than she was much taller than me. She was very feminine, very thin, delicate, but taller. And it's almost like whatever she was wearing just seemed to like float and billow. And we started walking down this hall together and we came to a a room that I was supposed to go in and she didn't speak. She just sort of put her hand up and like kind of indicated the door. Mm -hmm. So I opened the door and I went in and this hallway was like marble floors and very white and tall. Like it was all very white where I was. I don't know where I was, but when I went into this room, it almost looked like a file room. And I remember walking in and it didn't have the same aesthetic as the place I was walking from and I was told to open those files and to start shredding anything that no longer served right so I'm going through these filing cabinets and this being whoever she was my angel I called her an angel because I really thought she probably had wings that I just couldn't see Mm -hmm. um as I'm shredding things and then at some point she handed me like this other this new file to put in there And I think she said something, but I don't remember what she said to me. But as she handed me this, it's like the light from her, like, filled me. Like, as soon as I took that file, that light filled me. And it was so, like, jarring. It's just like, it was almost too much. And I cried. I know I had tears. But I... And I was startled. It's almost like you can feel it, but it was pure, like the most pure love 
that it was like filling me up, but it's almost like scary. Like I can't even explain yeah. it because it's almost like us. It's almost has substance. Intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. And it like, it's kind of like, whoa. Over and I was to take that file and put that now in my file. And you know what? I printed some notes on that session because what she said to me was very, um, it was very interesting what she said to me. Mm-hmm. And I just want to look at my notes. Sure. Sounds like that may have been your, at your Akashic Records. You know what? That's what she told me when I came out of it. She goes, well, you know, you went to your Akashic Records. I'm like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> usually it's a library, but I went into a file room this time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she did say something to me, but I couldn't remember it. And I felt that vibrating. Um, but she said, it was calming and love at the same time. I was not afraid, but I felt tears run down my face. Mm. I knew, or I was told, and yet I don't think she has a voice, but mm. I think it's telepathy that she tells me things. Mm-hmm. This light could transmute any darkness and I was not to fear my power. This is who I am. And what I ended up leaving and shredding that day was the fear around all of this. Yeah. And to allow the love in and not to fear that power. You know, she left with the understanding that I am linked with the divine. And, you know, it felt really weird to say that and write that down. And I have the ability to transmute darkness to light. It's what I'm here for. But I and to show, tell, and convey to people that humanity has always had the connection to this light source. It is within and without. And since there's an interconnectedness to everything living, we are all connected to that same, that same light. So you, me, everybody we meet has this same ability to connect to that light and to not like, humanity can't forget that they have the ability to do this and this is our superpower it's not just my power it's everybody's and that was the message that she wanted to make sure i took so now i'm calling the light beings angels (laughs) because (laughs) i don't know um to me they they are angels Mm -hmm. yeah they're so closely related. Anyway, now you had, before we even started recording, you had this quote that I thought was so great. We are all alien somewhere that seemed to be related. Yeah. Can you tell what that's about? When I had my very first past life regression, it was just a regular past life regression. Mm-hmm. And I went back to a life that was, they, you know, that taught me about, um, Nobody's responsible for our joy. You know, you have to find happiness yourself. It was, it was a regular life. And after the quote death scene, when you like, you know, you transition the um, facilitator, she took me from that scene to an area where my guides could come in. And if your guides are there and any of them want to step forward, you know, I think she said something, do you have anything, you know, you want to say to Mary or for Mary to understand or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. 
And the very first thing that they said, and of course, this is coming from the recording, because as soon as we left the death scene of that life, I could not put two thoughts together on what she was asking and what was being said. It always seems to happen whenever the guides are (laughs) present that I don't remember. But the very first thing that they said was, we are all aliens somewhere. And like when when we got off, you know, when she brought me back and we were kind of chatting via Zoom, she was like, what? I, I'm like, I have no idea. What, what, what does that have to do with the life? And that is really where I started thinking that, okay, I have to find out more. What, what do you mean we're all aliens somewhere? But really, that means any, anything that is not from here, right, is an alien. Right. You know, you can go to another country that you don't live and you're considered an alien from. So really, like they were just trying to make me understand that word. We give it a little too much negativity. Right. Exactly. You know, we're all aliens somewhere. Right. It just means you're not from here. That's all that that means. So don't put so much weight into it. Exactly. So. You know, again, I mean, if they're positive, they're light beings, they're filled with love, they're in your highest and best interest and highest and best good, doesn't matter where they're from. Exactly. Right? Exactly what I've learned in just these, you know, last few months. It's like, I don't have to, we don't, I, I hate when everything has to have a label anyway. And right. here I was labeling them <laughs> instead of the message that they were giving me just... You don't have to call them an alien, but angel people may not be as alarmed from is really, you know, kind of what I was told (laughs) during hypnosis. Well, it has um, connotations as well. You know, we think it it probably does. And, you know, we're, we've almost been taught to almost kind of be leery and fear that when that is the furthest thing that they're, they're about <laughs> they're about love right Absolutely. and and they want humanity to survive mm-hmm. i believe you know that they're all from a, a space of light somewhere that is love you know it's like very pure very good and they're meant to help us mm-hmm. that is really how how it feels right Now, you had found this podcast, Real Life Angel Encounters, because you were looking for angels. angels. You know what? I, because of my, the way I started thinking, you know, not alien, I'm calling them angels. And I couldn't find a podcast that was really talking about real angel encounters, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so I went in the the search on my phone and I put in angel encounters and because I wanted to hear people's stories and lo and behold, the very one popped up. I'm like, oh, there's a podcast and it's angel encounters. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) And that was just this week. That was just Monday. And so I clicked on it and I started listening and they were very interesting. And I'm like, 
going through some of the older ones. You know, I haven't listened to them all, but I've listened to several of them. Mm -hmm. And and always, you know, you're like, if you have an angel story, please share email. So I'm like, well, I don't know if this is considered an angel story, but I know that when I have these dreams and that gratitude dream was really Mm. something that I share as often as I can. Right. I'm going to share that one because maybe this is considered an angel. To me, they were guides. They were angels. They were, they were there to teach me and to help me grow. And I think that's their job is to protect and teach and be there for us. Mm-hmm. Guide us. Well, and you've heard from the various stories that we've had, and we've had a really good variety that, you know, all of these things go to, we have helpers, we have those around us, we are never alone, we've never been alone. And, you know, this can come in so many different forms. And I would like to tell anybody who's listening right now, be like Mary. When you listen to this encounter, please send your stories in and you know, if we can find a time to have you record, I would love to have you record your story. And then also, please like, follow, share, whatever it is, wherever you're listening, subscribe, rate and review. So when you're like Mary and you're searching for angel encounters, we pop up right at the top and other people can find us. And then we get more great stories. The stories are beautiful, too. Thank you. I'm, I'm speechless. because <laughs> <laughs> No, they are absolutely inspiring, moving, and they're all a little different, right? but they're beautiful. They're beautiful. And I'm so glad that this is a forum where people can share that. Yeah, I am, too. I am, too. You know, you launch these things and you think, is anybody going to listen? Is anybody mm-hmm. going to share a story and then it's been remarkable so thank you so much for being part of real life angel encounters mary i really oh i i i so enjoy being able to speak speak about it Mm -hmm. um it's such a big part of my life that doesn't get shown a light on a lot of the time right you're a mom Um, you're a grandma you're a nurse yep and there's just like, there's not a lot of opportunity to just talk about it. Right. But talking about it is, is really important. Like I said, somebody might hear something that resonates with them. And I don't know, it's about healing and growing and re- realizing that we're all interconnected. And right. we're from all that same place of love is really, you know, we are their spiritual. message. <laughs> Yes, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Absolutely, we are. And as such, we just need to know that we are surrounded by love at all times and we are uplifted and connected and we are plugged into all that is. There is really not much difference between us and them on the other side, only no. that we are we are at a lower vibration for a purpose right now, but otherwise we are one of them. Absolutely. We're here to grow our soul and to learn lessons that you can only learn by doing and being here. It's such a, it's a beautiful gift to be able to be here. Um, But that does not take away from how hard it is 
um, to navigate as a human, I think. Um, At least that is what I believe. (laughs) Well, you know, you think of any good movie, any good short story or novel, um, nothing ever goes perfectly well. You have to have some sort of conflict for there even to be a story or anything gained from it. So all of these things are just experiences and opportunities for growth. And, you know, we're, we're guided to it and through it and held up afterward by our, by our helpers. So yeah, thank you, Mary. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been amazing. Thank you so much, Christy. It was so nice meeting you. So nice meeting you too. (laughs) A special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.